Behold, with my naked hands did I part my ribs, bearing my heart in a basin of scarlet. Into this did I plunge my quill, drawing it forth pulsing, each drop warm, and ere it cooled wrote, tempering each note with a fever or purifying it in meditation. That's the beginning of a poem by a writer called Patience Worth, and the piece would be unremarkable were it not that the author claimed to be dead. I'm Tim Clare and this is week three, day one of the Death of a Thousand Cuts Couch to 80k writing boot camp. This week, mask work. On July 8th, 1913, Pearl Curran was using a Ouija board with a friend when she received the message that would change her life. That night, the planchette was moving across the board with unusual vigour. Letter by letter, it spelt out the following. Many moons ago I lived. Again I come. Patience worth my name. Wait, I would speak with thee. If thou shalt live, then so shall I. I make my bread at thy hearth. Good friends, let us be merry. The time for work is past. Let the tabby drowse and blink her wisdom to the firelog. When asked, she said she had lived from 1649 to 1694. Curran would go on to write six novels which she said were dictated by Patience Worth. Telka, The Sorry Tale, Hope True Blood, The Pot Upon the Wheel, Samuel Wheaton and An Elizabethan Mask, as well as dozens of poems. She said that in her mind's eye, Worth looked, quote, probably about 30 years. Her hair was dark red, mahogany, her eyes brown and large and deep, her mouth firm and set as though repressing strong feelings. Her hair had been disarranged by her cap and was in big, glossy, soft waves, end quote. Curran also saw patients, quote, sitting on a horse, holding a bundle tied in sailcloth, tied with thongs and wearing a coarse cloth cape, brown-grey with a hood like a cowl, peaked, her face is in shadow. She is small and her feet are small, with coarse, square-toed shoes and grey woollen stockings. End quote. Now, not everything that Worth came out with was gold. When asked, she offered a few impromptu proverbs, which include such timeless maxims as A lollipop is but a breeder of pain, and The salt of today will not serve to catch the bird of tomorrow. And not everyone was convinced of Worth's otherworldly origins. Critics contended her claim to be from the latter half of the 17th century was somewhat undermined by setting a novel in Victorian England some 200 years after she died. Her language wasn't consistent with the period either, and when people tried to investigate the details she'd given about her life, they found no evidence of anyone matching her description. So, do I think Curran was a fraud? No. Do I think Patience Worth was a dead writer using her as a conduit? No. Yet... Here are six novels. Here are all these poems. They came from somewhere. So who did it? Today I'm going to need you to breach the veil between worlds. Someone is waiting to speak to you. You don't need to believe in life after death or other parallel realities. They'll be waiting for you just the same. So first of all, I'd like you to do what Curran did and tune in to this person's appearance. Remember how she saw Patience Worth's hair and face, her expression her mouth firm and set as though repressing strong feelings, and, and then she saw her in a scene, on a horse with a sailcloth bundle. The face is in shadow. She is small and her feet are small. I'm going to give you three minutes. I want you to stop and imagine a person in your head. Perhaps as you do this, 
they notice you. Perhaps they're working on something and don't look up. Notice the structure of their face, their hair, their expression, the details of their clothing. Where are they? What sort of personality do they project? You might like to close your eyes for 10 or 20 seconds at the start of this while you really allow that image to rise to the surface. Uh, it might come with sounds or smells, a sense of temperature. I want you to take three minutes to, to feel that, to experience it and to get it down. Just a paragraph or two, this apprehension of this person who wants to speak to you. As much as you can manage. Okay, so as always, I'll tell you when to stop. No need to think about it. Just write and accept what's there. Ready? Go. Okay, well done. Now hopefully you've got the beginnings of a description here. Maybe there were some parts you found it hard to visualise, as if they were hidden from you. Don't worry. 
they'll come in time. So for the last seven minutes, what we're going to do is bid this person speak. Did they look like they wanted to talk? What do you think they'd had to say? So we're going to do this as a conversation, a dialogue. I think it's impolite to just expect them to speak and not give anything back. One side is going to be you and one side will be them. Um, you might like to open with simply saying hello. How they respond will tell you a lot. Are they welcoming? Hesitant? Suspicious? Do they acknowledge you at all if they're quiet? Can you think of ways you might be able to coax them into opening up? What questions can you ask that will let you discover more about them? So I'd like you to keep this pure dialogue, just you and their answers, just a, a transcript of your conversation. Don't think too much about it. You're not sculpting something refined and perfect. You're just letting it come. Now, their true voice might not come through immediately. It might take a while before it manifests. That's just the process. That's fine. Just like doing a free write. The main thing here is to keep the pen or your typing fingers moving. Transcribe. Okay, so open up your conversation however you like. You've got this idea of what they look like, where they are. Just start conversation with them and write it down. I'll let you know when your time's up. I'm going to give you seven minutes. All the best. Are you ready? Go.
And that's it. Take a deep breath. And let it out. Well done. I hope that was fruitful for you. This is a technique you can build and refine. Like any technique, right? It gets stronger and easier with practice. Patience Worth's novels all say, by Patience Worth, then beneath, communicated through Mrs John H. Curran. I, I kind of love that. Like, Wouldn't it be beautiful if all novels, instead of saying by, said communicated through? Because that's all it is, isn't it? These aren't our words. We just wrote them down. That's what writing is sometimes, you know? You're just making yourself ready and quiet and listening. You'd be amazed how many voices are floating around you waiting for an invitation to take their place beside you and speak. Many moons ago I lived. Again I come. Thanks for listening. I'll speak to you tomorrow.